Hi everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. It's show 210. Claire reliably informs me. <laughs> we weren't entirely sure um, in terms of numbers of shows, uh, which way around it was going to be numbered. But we think today, uh, the one that you're listening to now is show 210, which I don't know, is that nearly twice as good as 110 film <laughs> possibly <laughs> um so we've got obviously the lovely clamory bailey is is uh, here co-hosting with me today you may have noticed there are no um dulcet tones from graham <laughs> or from john either because both of them have got other, other commitments can you believe can you believe that they've left us with other commitments um but uh, but in instead we have a wonderful guest today as well. Um, so I'll introduce our lovely guest in just a moment. But first, Claire, how are you today? I'm very well, Rachel. Um, really excited to be here this evening um, to see to listen to um, our guest this evening. Um, really lovely work. So I'm really looking forward to hearing all about it. Um, yeah, excited. Yeah. And uh, it did make me laugh because I started the recording probably about 15 minutes ago and all it's been has been, oh, this amazing work, this amazing work. Yeah. And I knew it was going to be like this the moment that I sent over the uh, the website. I was like, just yeah. in case you've not checked. And the message back was, oh, no, I've already had a look. Don't you worry. I was like, <laughs> yeah, definitely seems like your, your kind of guest today. Yeah, so exactly. without, without further ado, let's introduce the wonderful Dave Shrimpton. Hello, Dave. <laughs> Hello, ladies. Uh, very <laughs> nice to talk to you, and uh, thank you very much. It's a great honour to be on the show 210. <laughs> it is lovely to have you here, and um, I should probably introduce you properly by checking. Uh, I looked at the 22 Blocks site, which says oh, yeah. that Dave Shrimpton is a rare artist, not just because of his humble demeanour, his childlike sense of wonder, or his unprecedented know-how around vintage cameras, but because he understands the transcendent nature of beauty and the importance of honest discovery there's nobody quoted that I was wondering was that you Dave <laughs> no no who, I who didn't write that, that. that's <laughs> that's uh if you uh if you look on my on my Instagram page mm-hmm. and it's there's a, a link there to currently awake and there's an artist that I went to photograph uh, Iva uh and she lives down in Brighton and I think I could probably say she's about the greatest living artist I've ever, I've ever, ever seen her work. Uh, it's stunning. Please go and have a look at her work. I mean, it's in the Saatchi Gallery. Um, it's all over the place. It's Iva Troy. And uh, she, yeah, I first saw her work um, up in Chelsea and in, in a show in Chelsea. And uh, her work is stunning. And I went to photograph her because uh, mm-hmm. I'm doing a project on artists. And we kind of became good friends. And so now I'm on her website with her. So uh, let's go and see it. And she wrote those lovely words. Oh, and uh, so I'm very much looking forward to to your childlike sense of wonder. I just think they were such lovely words, and uh, and it made me, made me laugh. So, um, so yeah, so Dave, um, obviously you are a uh, portrait people street photographer. You use vintage cameras from sort of late 1800s through to sort of like what mid mid 90s, something like yeah, that. Yeah, mid 90s, something like that. Yeah, yeah. everything in between. Yeah. And uh, obviously, you you actually came to my notice when I was looking through Instagram, and and I kind of come across your your account because you use that really as your kind of ongoing portfolio, I suppose, don't you? That sort of space, it's quite a good space for you. You've said, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and you uh, you create this wonderful work with wet plate on lots of different kinds of um, substance. So 
Perspex, is that right? Perspex, Perspex tin, glass, glass mm-hmm. tin. Yeah, lots. Of, I try and um, I've just been doing a project where I collect um, broken bottles up in London on the seashore, on the side of the shore, and oh. then I take take a photograph where I find it. So there's one looking yeah. back at the shard, and then I found a broken bottle there, and then I I bought the bottle home, and then I reproduced it on wet plate collodion. So you look at the bottom of the glass. Mm-hmm. bottle uh-huh. and then there's the shard uh you can just see the shard in there as well so yeah so there's loads of things loads of things lots lots of weird stuff that sometimes doesn't work and uh sometimes mm-hmm. does yeah the, the wonders of it. analog i guess right yes the amazing world that that we have um so yes yeah, so i had actually come across your work obviously on instagram but um we had uh, on the show on Underexposed the lovely Hilary Clark recently with Claire and myself, okay. and she also mentioned you and yeah. rec- and and she I know she's been dying to um, make sure that we get you on the show for ages uh, as obviously we were hoping to get you on the show too. So it seemed like yeah. the perfect time to do that. Uh, she'd also mentioned you on there, um, and I know that she came and did a workshop with you. So um, Dave, perhaps you could tell us a little bit about um, who you are and how this happened, how this all came to be as in your your analog life yeah um and uh and that will kind of like take us through i'm sure quite a lot of your work yeah Yeah, okay well i'll give you it's not really a brief breakdown but anyway (laughs) in the middle of it or just (laughs) just fade me out so um, yeah i'll give you there is quite a I hate the word journey, but it is a bit of a journey. So, so basically, I started back in 1972. I did an apprenticeship in photolithography, and I went to the London College of Print, the famous London College of Print. Mm-hmm. And there, I learned something that's been more relevant now than it ever was back then, and that was, it was photography is the control of many unforeseen variables. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realise back then how important that would be. And it's kind of yeah. gone all the way through sort of thing. Such a so science-based kind of like thought that, isn't it, as well? It, yeah. It's like, yeah, about that, all those variables. There's so many things that can go mm-hmm. wrong with analogue mm-hmm. and you've just got to try and control them, yeah. you know. Stick to the same dev, get your temperatures right, use the same <laughs> film. You know? Don't be like me and have 60 cameras and then not know which, <laughs> you know. There you go, that's another story. <laughs> Which um, one's got glass so in or filled Yeah. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Um, oh, yeah, the times I've done that. I did a shoot once and forgot I hadn't put any film in there as well. So, but there oh, you go. No. That's, that was, but, um, but we had huge, big gallery cameras back then, big mahogany gallery cameras with oh, big car parks. And um, mm-hmm. they all got thrown in the skip. Can you believe mm-hmm. it? Thrown don't, away. Don't say these things. I know, I know, I know, I know. But anyway. So in 1976, I bought my first camera, which was my Canon AE-1, um, which I still have now. And it still works perfectly. I used it on a shoot in Bali last year. And it's it's fantastic. I mean, I went and shot Bowie on it and Roxy Music and things Mm -hmm. like that. But Durst enlargers and all that, blah, 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 blah. And then so I'm in photolithography and I'm doing everything with scalpel blades and Winsor & Newton paintbrushes. And somebody Mm -hmm. walked in with a Cyquest drive. Which was like, what's that? Anyway, it, it was the dawning of computers. So, um, ah, okay. So I had to learn computers. So sink or swim. So we had. To, I, I think I, la- I started on Photoshop two, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> and then I, I, I bought my first Nikon digital camera, and I threw away my AE one. Everything went in the attic, sort of thing. Uh, and that that was it. So I, I'd kind of moved from analog to digital. Um, mm-hmm. And at that time, this was sat- quite early on. That was this. 80s 
so yeah when, well, now the, uh, when i've got my nikon it would have been much later when the nikon okay. would have come probably late 90s early 2000 something okay. like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but at the time i'd set up a design agency i set up a design agency um called black dog mm-hmm. and and I was creative director and we were doing lots of big photo shoots. So we were using big Hasselblads with digital backs and we had like massive files, 500 megabyte files, a gigabyte files, you know. And I was spending all my time in Photoshop. You know, I wasn't mm. actually doing photography anymore. Yeah. And it was it, it kind of ruined photography for me. And I really just I just fell out of love with photography. You know, it, mm. I think and I think the reason was it was just too easy. I mean, as, as long as you roughly pointed the camera in the right direction, you know, <laughs> um, Photoshop and, and After Effects or whatever could do with everything for you, you know, and it was like, mm-hmm. what's the point, you know? So anyway, so then what happened is I went through a bit of a bad time in my life, went through a divorce and um, mm-hmm. went through a bit of a breakdown thing. So I went to live in Transylvania. So I went to live in oh. Transylvania. I lived in mm-hmm. the forests in Transylvania for a month in a cabin with no electricity, oh, no running awesome. water. Um, I had a dog called Wolfie that waited outside and kept the bears away at night mm-hmm. and um, I had a well outside for getting water to wash and then I used to get the horse up in the morning and we used to go to the spring to get water with a horse and cart and things like that mm-hmm. but the thing was I just I fell in love with the place and I fell in mm-hmm. love with the people and the beauty around it but I didn't have a camera I had no camera with me all I had was my iPhone and it kind of leads back to where we were. So I started capturing things again mm-hmm. and I started using Instagram. And so all of a sudden I'm using Instagram, I'm taking pictures and falling in love with recording things again. And so that was it. But what a lot of people were doing back then is they were using Hipstamatic, which is an app. And it kind of made things look old fashioned, like they were mm, analog yeah. pictures. <laughs> and I was using that. The filters, anyway, yeah. So I came back to work. And one of my designers came up to me to one day and it was a bit of a cathartic moment. And he says, have you read this article? And it was an article about Vivian Mayer, mm-hmm. the, the wonderful photographer, Wally Fletcher. Yeah. And it's just, oh, my God, when I saw her work, and it was like, you know, it was just and there was this moment. And it's like, can I actually do it for real? You know, can I really do it rather than filters? So that's it. I went and looked for a, um, a Rolly Flex. In fact, I posted it on Instagram last night. The, the Rolleiflex I bought is is my latest one on there, and it's uh, a 1955 um, MX EVS. MX EVS. Yeah, yeah, I actually had a little note. One of my questions was, "Tell us about your favourite camera find," because you said that you found this. Is that right? Uh, At the bottom of the bag. I, I, you wouldn't believe this one, Rachel. I I've got it behind me, right? And that, there's a whole there's a there's a story here. I should do this piece of work, and I think I was going to call it the case in question. I was on the <laughs> very late one night and someone was selling a leather case mm-hmm. and inside was loads of bric-a-brac but I could see something at the bottom that looked like a Rolleiflex so and so I bid on it and I won it for a hundred pound and I opened I opened this case up and it was literally like Howard Carter going into Tutankhamun's tomb I opened this case <laughs> up and in it was a, oh, another like that did you get the, the angel singing and the gold oh, light I did I, seriously I did and then and in there, there was loads of exposed film. There were letters oh, from wow. Sir, Sir oh so-and-so God. to such-and-such. Such, you know, oh, wow. uh, Perkins tells me you want to do photography. This is how you make, buy this crystals from the chemist and buy that, you know, it's like. <laughs> oh, and, I have uh, to say, I love that. It, it's oh, that, yeah. what, what's the word? Oh, um, oh, there's a word for it. Damn, not like paraphernalia, but it, it's it's to do with kind of like that social history aspect of it as well. 
you know, yeah, with the and letters I just sat and things. There and yeah. I opened the case up and I took everything out and there was a Rolleiflex in the bottom. Wow. Uh, and it was that one. Um, and that was it. I was, I was hooked. You know, you, you can't help. I mean, the moment you open up a Rolleiflex and look through the top. Yeah. Um, so I, I just, I mean, <laughs> well, I did, I did a talk at a school uh, last year and, um, and loads of the students were coming up and they were looking through the top and they all said, oh, my word, I didn't know you, you had digital screens back then. Do you know, that's one of the uh, funniest things when they say, oh, it's like it's in HD. I mentioned yeah. this, I think, like last week when we were talking, but honestly, that's like one of my, my favourite thing, like quotes when kids are like, it's in colour. It's in colour. Yeah. It looks like it's HD. And I'm like, yeah. It, it is. It's better it than is HD. HD. Better than HD. Yeah. Exactly what I say. And, the, and, the, and of course, the beauty of the Rolleiflex is it's waste finder. Yes. So you're much better interaction with your subjects because you're talking eye to eye. You haven't got this threatening camera, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, the beauty of Vivian Mayer. And again, this is why I'm always in awe of women photographers, because I think you can get into situations of of being, um, I don't know, more accepted and things like that, because some of the shots she was taking were so gentle and subtle and, and mm. you know, a bloke there with a camera would be looking like, what's he up to, you know? So yeah. um, anyway, that's that's why I love her work so much. So, yeah, I fell in love with it. And um, so and then I went around India with it and I, I took 48 rolls of film with me and I went around India and I went to Varanasi and uh, photographing. back with? 48 rolls of film, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and I got them all through customs as well. So um and there was one bit where I was wandering down the lanes of Varanasi where they burn the bodies. And uh, I came across late afternoon. I came around this corner. And there were these four beautiful old ladies sat there in their saris, all drinking tea. And I walked up and I just said, oh, my goodness, you look amazing. Can I photograph you? And they all said, yes, yes. So I got my Rolleiflex out. And yeah, and I was. And if you go to Varanasi or India, you've got to shoot colour because it's there's, there's more colours in India than there are in the rest of the world. So, mm -hmm. but. Everybody warms to a Rolly Flex. Everybody wants to look mm. at it and look through it, you know, and then they want to have their picture taken. So it's it's beautiful. I love it. I love it. So, and they kept coming up to me and saying things like, um, "Old is gold." There you go. I think <laughs> more, that was more me than the camera, but there you go. So, <laughs> but yeah, awesome. that, so that was that was beautiful. So then I ended up buying a few more Rollies, like you do. You know, it's a bit of obsessive. You're like, and, Ooh, I quite um, like this. I might have to get this one instead. And, yeah, two point eight F, and then all <laughs> the E2 looks nice, and then the sixty six. Yeah, anyway, but um. And then I saw this thing with the Royal Academy. Um, so I entered a picture for the Royal Academy and I got runner up with the Royal Academy of Arts, which was nice. And that was taken on the Rolleiflex. And that was on the Rolleiflex, was it? Yeah, I saw that you'd yeah. said it was taken on film, but I wasn't sure which camera. So Yeah, it was that's on the Rolleiflex. It was, the, it was basically what they wanted was London Life or, or okay. the Hustle and Bustle. And, uh, and as we all know, being photographers, there's nothing more wonderful than a contact sheet. And so... Um, <laughs> And the beauty of the Rolleiflex is, of course, it's square format and and it lends itself perfectly to nine images because nine images make a square. So um, so it was m my children and I going to London for the day. So we were on the tube and they were hanging off stuff and, uh, you know, people in the underground. And we were going to Natural History Museum. And yeah, and it's really nice. They run up and they invited me up to the Royal Academy for two days. So I spent two days at the Royal Academy, which was quite wonderful. So um that's wonderful. So that kind of yeah. So that that was that was that was very exciting. So um, so then of course my eyes is kind of wide open then for analog. So in looking at Man Ray and and everything mm. else and all the other wonderful people. 
So at this yeah. point, you're working with medium format, is that right? Like maybe yeah. sort of like portrait and street and things based around street, the kind of inspiration from yeah, yeah from Vivian, and then and then kind of like making a move into that influences from more surrealist side of things. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I mean, if I mean if you start to go through my and if anyone could trawl through my God, I've got so many posts now. Just looking, at, I've got four thousand <laughs> posts. You know, oh if you trawl down the bottom, you'll see you can. You can actually watch my whole progression, photo, you know, photographically, yeah. because you'll see that. But yeah, and then there's lots of mannequins. Then I started moving into the mannequin thing. Mm-hmm. So loads of mannequins. So I've got mannequins sat in lakes, you was know, with me. Was there a particular reason, like, for that? Was, was there kind of um, something that drew you specifically to mannequins? Was it like, actually, these are these are quite, they're easier to work with than people, you know, to sort of, like, fit yeah. them in and, and sort of, like, I mean, test things out first before you're definitely. kind of working models yeah definitely yeah yeah at the beginning and they don't move uh, mm-hmm. and they you know don't have to pay them for a while um yeah, and um and I'd I'd started to build my studio then I just built my studio so and they kind of then got personalities one of them one that I bought there's three I've got there's one that I bought had a name it was like and I didn't give it the name uh <laughs> and uh so we've I've been on shoots with whisper it to you one night <laughs> so my no, name is <laughs> no, no, I, I, you know, I just say good night um yeah so um so we, we did one shoot we did on, on a beach up in norfolk so we lugged this thing out into the beach set it in the mud and watched the sun go down behind it sort of thing you know and um yeah not like uh, the Anthony just... Gormley statues that we've got up here in liverpool uh, i don't know if you've seen those or heard of those um have you heard of Anthony Gormley the uh sculptor yeah. yeah um he he did one called Another Place which is in Crosby it's our local beach sort of 20 minutes away from oh. from me in liverpool yeah. And there, there are all the Iron Men sort of like stood in the oh. sand, like kind of like mannequins, basically looking out to sea, and they oh. sort of um, disappear out. So a, a little like that, I guess, but with a, a removable mannequin that you've taken out there in a car <laughs> and sat. Yeah, yeah, taken out the car <laughs> under my arm. I mean, people often around my studio see me wandering around the lanes with a with a Her mannequin legs. under my arm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what. And then I get lots of people taking wide berths and sort of decided to go the other way with the dog sort of thing you know when you know, they see me great way of getting social distancing happening i have to say <laughs> if you just take a pair of like legs for a walk um and under your arm so so i don't shoot with them as much but uh, yeah I, I still do shoot with them now because um they're great for setting up shoots like this yeah. weekend shoot you know i can just check some lighting um check proportions um I did a shoot. This I haven't posted it anywhere yet. Oh yes, I have. It's the third, my second one on my Instagram. In fact, that is the model. That's the one called Sophie, Um, and she's in the bathtub. It's at the end of my garden. Oh, Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. And um, so she's submerged under there. She's got um, huge bricks holding her down. Um, and sometimes these shoots will take a whole afternoon to set up, you know, to, to weigh it down and get the light right you know, and everything. So. Things like that, I wouldn't, you know, you don't think about necessarily until you're literally there and you go, oh, well, I wasn't expecting this problem. I have to weigh down the mannequin. Yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. obviously it makes sense now you say, of course, of course, it's going to float, I guess. But you'd yep. be like, huh, that's just not going to be the right angle. So then you're sort of like propping things up with weird stuff or you're like, yeah. shove a shoe here or <laughs> find find some concrete. To, uh, you know, if anyone that. saw what I was doing, I mean, seriously, I'd have the police. Tra- I actually had two hammers with a wire attached between them around her neck. <laughs> Well, her neck down, and it was like, <laughs> like, yeah, okay, this is this is this is the getting arrested job here. So anyway, so, but yes, so how I, you I explain lots, that? Yeah, yeah, but you wouldn't, would you? You just no. yeah. <laughs> 
so so yeah so that's that's how the mannequin bit started and and I'd, I'd still recommend them to a lot of people when I do workshops we often use mannequins just because people find it easier to focus exactly on an mm. eyelash or you know mm. uh, and yeah and just check proportions and lighting and the way light goes across etc cetera, etc cetera. so they had their use they still do um, can, can I ask where you found them or where you get them from is there like a mannequin no, I got okay. uh, one on eBay and yep. another one I bought on Pre-Loved, I think. I drove oh. a long way to get it because uh, yeah. there are mannequins and there are mannequins. Mm. You know what I mean? There are some yeah. which are just awful and there are some which are a bit weird. Um, and there are some which are just actually quite lovely the way they're done. You know, the look in yeah. their eyes. And it's like, yeah, OK, that, that way it kind of works. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I just, I've just done one recently where I've got two mannequins. I can't show it to you now, but... Um, uh, I've used um, a Victorian amber type frame, um, those beautiful, and yeah. it's got a, and what I've done is I've posed the two of them like lovers. So they're behind, one's mm. behind, they're like, so her neck's sort of cranked back sort of thing. And the other one's leaning over as if they're going to kiss sort of thing. Um, mm. And it's so surreal, you know, it's right. You can't tell. And it's in this Victorian frame um, and it just makes you double take, you know, that's the nice yeah. thing about it. it makes you double take, so and, and then just 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 for our for our listeners who've maybe not worked with uh, wet plate or or had the chance to kind of like mm. get to that point yet, um, could you just explain to us uh, kind of just how it works? You mentioned ambryotype. Would you mind just mm. mentioning what that is, Dave? Yeah, an ambryotype is basically a negative wet plate collodion negative. Mm -hmm. So it's on glass. So yeah. um, so. Um, it's an 1851 process invented by Scott Archer. Um, and the ASA rating is one. Um, so it's very slow. Um, yep. So you pour on a collodion mixture uh, that then sets on the glass or on the tin. And then it goes into a bath of 9% silver nitrate. And at that point, it becomes photographic, uh, but only while it's wet, which is why it's called wet plate photography. You coat um, it with that, don't you? Yeah. So it's sort of yeah. like a dip, dip it in. Yeah, yeah. and what I love is that you use a solution of 50% egg white and water. It's very that cool, that, isn't it? Paint yeah. around the edges just to stop the image sliding off. And then, uh, yeah, put it in there. Uh, it comes out after three minutes. You go in, uh, put it into your plate holder, um, mm -hmm. take your photograph, which is usually a long exposure. And that's mm. why that's the other beauty of using mannequins. They stay still. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, can be depending on if I'm using large uh, flash guns as well, just just to freeze the the movement. Usually about a ten second exposure with three flashes, um, and then you develop it. And then the beauty of that moment where you put it in the fix and the image just appears right in front of you, mm. and that's the end of the process. You know, um, and okay. that's what I love. It's instant. Yeah. Um, this weekend yeah. I'm working with a model, and um, and part of the you know I'm giving a two big amber types to take or sorry tin types to take away with the so the tin type is basically a black thin sheet of aluminium uh, with a plastic coating on the front and you peel it off and you've got this beautiful black shiny surface so you just dip that you put your collodion on dip it in your silver nitrate and then the image is just instantly there whereas the amber type is a negative so if you look at it hold it up to the light it's a negative mm -hmm. and then if you put it in front of something black it becomes positive and that's, do you tend that's, to um spray spray your glass uh, on the back to make it black or do you keep them as a negative no i keep them as a negative because i'm, I'm built i've got this big box i've just made in my dark room mm -hmm. and they're all held in little holders that i slide them in mm -hmm. so i'm taking them all summer long and then yeah. come the winter when it gets cold i go to the dark room and then i do contact prints 
and that's right. there's a great beauty in amber type mm. contact because there's no emulsion there's no um there's no grain so you've yes. got very special images there was one i did yeah. um uh, in cambridge king's college above ian mm -hmm. foster's room in the art room these two girls and it, it was just mind-blowing to watch this image appear and I've got that's my that's my precious 10 by 8 plate it's slid in there kept very careful at the back mm -hmm. uh, done a few prints of that recently but so, yeah it's a yeah place. so when you've got it on on glass as an amber type amber type sorry Mm -hmm. then um, that's what you're creating as a as a negative, effectively. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to, you could hold it up in front of something black or you could yeah. spray the back, couldn't you, black? Yeah. And that would when I first make, started, yeah. that's what we used to do, just spray it with black paint. Um, yeah, and, and then, then the then, other... Yeah. Sorry, and then the other the other way of doing it is a tin type, which is as you mentioned, that comes out as a positive, then doesn't it? So you, you wouldn't be able to do a contact print from that. No. that yeah. I mean, the thing about it, when you do a tin type, that is mm. the end result. That is, yeah. there's a one-off picture, yeah. and that's to be honest, that's that's part of its value because yeah. it's, that is the picture. You know, there is no other, and if you give yeah. it to someone, it's very special because the light actually hit that piece of metal, and that that is the picture. And you then seal it with varnish, which is um, to stop it oxidizing um, mm -hmm. that, or you can use uh, a wax as well um, and that's it but of course if I do the amber type then I've got a negative that yeah. I can use so I actually did a shoot a little while ago where I had the I had the photograph but an amber type but I then put it into a Victorian um, magic lantern um, oh yes yeah. and yeah. then I put a massive huge thousand watt spotlight in the back of this lantern and I projected it onto a model so you had the curves of these mannequins and their faces all wrapped over this woman sort of thing uh, in real life sort of thing. And that was quite interesting. So, um, so yeah, there's, there's, there's endless, isn't it, what you can do with it. Absolutely. So. That, that really reminds me, actually, of a project that I did when I because uh, I my only formal education in, in photography was I did my A level um, yep. and uh, and that introduced me to this and is obviously partly why I now do this for a living. Um, yeah. But it was, the, again, that like magic of, oh, this this is like what I want to be doing. Um, yeah. But that particular thing where you were talking about projecting this, it, uh, we had um, uh, like the, the sort of like artists sort of to take inspiration from. Um, we were using like Klimt. Um, right. So I got... Um, the image of that and I'd, I'd ended up you know as you do when you're like 16 you're like oh I'm going to photocopy this and I'm going to degrade the image and then I'm going to yeah. project it onto somebody and, yeah. and it just made me laugh because I was like yep that's exactly what I was doing when I was like 16 going this is art <laughs> <laughs> you know and I was like, but, but you know what I loved it it was great fun and and actually that it you know, then when you've got the pho the photographic print because I was doing that on paper not on wet plate and things like that at the time obviously but on photographic paper and then it's like right I'm going to cut this up and then I'm going to photocopy that and then I'm going to put that onto acetate and, and yeah. you know sort of like do another layer and I love that yeah. layered approach yeah. to it yeah, um absolutely. and using light and projections and things like that too which is which is very very cool yeah. um and as you say mannequins are great for that um but another part of what you uh, obviously have talked about as well David is that you work a lot with models uh, obviously yeah. Claire uh, you you obviously model and you direct yourself and model for yourself <laughs> as well yeah um, um, so I just thought it'd be interesting to um, to find out a little bit about how you go about working with models for for maybe any of our listeners who are interested in perhaps starting to look at doing that but aren't quite sure and maybe don't have the confidence yet. Um, any any kind of like pointers sure. or tips? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Um, well, um, 
there are i mean you can join some groups where somebody else sets a shoot up and then you just turn up with your camera you know and that's a great way of doing it because it takes the pressure off the person you know um first shoot i ever did i really wasn't sure what i was doing um and maybe I still, you could probably say the same now, but I mean, um, but you then, I don't know, you start to meet, and there's a girl, Sadie, that I photograph, who is just a wonderful model. She just comes alive. And it's that when you shoot with a really good model, they become a different being when, when, when the camera comes out, the, the way they hold their hands, the way they, and it's, it's, I mean, that's why I always say the photographer's job is the easy bit. You know, it's the model that does all the work, you know, and I will direct them. I'll tell them the shot I'm after. It's a bit like on the website, the one with mm. Camille reading the book. You know, we'd yeah. set that shot up for two days beforehand with the light, the smoke machine. And then she's got, I've got tinfoil in the book, just bouncing onto her face sort of thing. And so. Just, just before we, we move on. Sorry. So this is on your, on your actual website, isn't it, website. Um, Dave? Yeah. And it's under recent work, just so that people can go and have a quick look at the one that you're talking about. Cause it's nice to kind of um, yeah, sort yeah. of like see the behind the scenes process. Is this the one with the, the, uh, she's wearing the crown and the it's smoke? Wearing, no, this is the one where Sorry. she's in, in color. She's, um, she's got the, the book. first one. Yes, yeah, okay. yeah. she's got the light reflection. So that's, that's the very first color sheet film I've ever shot as well. So, oh. um, so I was really pleased about that. So, but we'd worked hard to set the shot up. You know what sure. I mean? It's, yeah. it's like, I suppose the one thing I'd say is don't just walk into a shoot and think, what can I shoot today? And mm -hmm. a lot of the ladies I shoot with are, are they're professional models. And, and I build up a rep or you build up um, a relationship. With them. Yeah. yeah there's, there's a girl, Lady Gabby, I work. And then we talked for ages about doing a, a series of nude photography sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And, we we've worked on it for ages and then it's like okay well this is what i want and then we they said okay i'm happy to do that and then she trusts me and i always make sure if everyone with the model they always have a safe space this is mm. your space i never come into this space um and you know little things like unless i'm taking the picture i'm not looking you know what i mean it's kind mm. of you just it's just respect loads of respect yeah and you've got to get confident and loads of coffee and sometimes i'll just meet up for a coffee first you know mm. we'll have a chat we'll have a coffee we'll work stuff i mm. mean there was a there's a lovely good shot there of a girl that I actually just met in London. I just, I said, oh my God, you look amazing. She came down to do a shoot and we just hit it off. You know, she was like, fantastic. Cause she's a model anyway. Um, yeah. And it's just respect. It's mm -hmm. building a rapport up. It's, it, and, and the other thing I'd say is send a mood board out, put a mood board together so okay. that they have an idea of what, you sh what you're shooting and make sure you know exactly the levels that you're shooting at. You know, I mean, you don't just walk straight into doing a nude shoot. You, you build that up slowly. Mm -hmm. You know, mm. uh, and and there has to be a reason to do it as well. You don't just do it for the sake of it. There's the photograph has to have a reason to be that way as well. Mm. Yeah, and and uh, and as you, I mean, funny enough, I was thinking about doing talking tonight. I was looking through my images, and I think, well, most of them are people, aren't they? I've mm. It's people that I love photographing, and that's yeah. and. Because it, it shows, it comes across, I guess. If you've got that relationship, you're going to get a very different trust me, yes. photograph, trust me. aren't you? Yeah. yeah, I mean, trust me. Look at my work. Go to my website. You know, trust that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to show you in a very good light sort of thing, you know. Yeah. And, and also, the other thing I always say is that I never show anything without the, the model's permission either. Yeah. You know, I always talk first about this is the series I'm doing. There's, there's one uh, shot I did, and it was the very first one I did with, with Gabby, and... Uh, and I've done it on glass as well. And she's in my lane. I've got this amazing lane where I live, where I do a lot of my shots. And it was the and very the first. Mm. 
yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, a very yeah. Dave Shrimpton image that yeah. with, the, with a very cool old old perambulator I, I guess it would be yeah. Yeah. yeah have you got two of course you need to have a backup pram for when you haven't got your other pram <laughs> trying to work out the middle at the moment right how to get it to Norfolk because I want to get it in the middle of a windswept beach this weird yeah. Because it tells a strange story that no one understands. You know, it's like, yeah. what is that about? You know, so, but yeah. Have you ever so played that's... Dixit? Sorry? Dave, have you ever played Dixit? No, I haven't. No. Okay, well, well, we'll chat about that afterwards. But it's a, basically a card game, but it's all about interpretation of art. Um, so there are various different kind of like cards that have been drawn by different artists. Okay. And one of them, it just, I was like, when I saw that shot of the pram mm. in that lane, I was yeah. like, that is basically a card in Dixit, like, uh, it's it's such a striking image so exactly. yeah interesting where you get these little bits of inspiration from so are, this is one that you're taking to norfolk now because you want it on a beach rather than in the lane is uh, that yeah, right? I, I want to get it on, in the middle of a windswept beach in the middle okay. of nowhere you know yeah. with the sea coming in I, I did a shoot the other day with it in a in a lake mm -hmm. half submerged in a lake and then i had a model who was trying to coming out on a, on a bough of a tree leaning over towards it sort of thing again yeah. I'm trying to tell stories. I don't know I was what gonna story say, I was going to say, do you know what story or is it kind of just you feel like that's that it's more of a feeling? It's more of a like it's feeling. I, I kind of like it to be edgy, a little okay. bit of slightly disturbing and not disturbing, but um, it, you've got to double take. You've got to look at it again. You know, it's not um, comfortable to look at. Well, like, it's it comfortable, but it, the, mm -hmm. you've got to look at it to un try and understand your interpretation of a story. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. sure. It's a bit like. Um, the water shots I was doing. Yeah. Uh, I was focusing of 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 the of the pram and her in the water in the reflection, not so. And then I rotate the picture upside down, so you've got this dream of focused, slightly rippled light focused of her and the pram. But mm -hmm. it's this otherworldliness because if you flip pictures upside down, especially reflections, you go into another world, and it's this mm -hmm. dreamlike world. That and that's kind of where I try and. That's the world I'm trying to work in all the time, you know. Um, really interesting. And, and, sorry, Claire, go on. Yeah, no, and I think that's what you've, you, well, that's what I've picked up in your pictures because I absolutely, before we began, didn't we, we were talking about some of the mm. shots. I absolutely love, mm. um, on, on your website, um, it's the second shot along. Is that in your lane as well? With uh, the, the model is, you know, she's leaning back. and it's, Yeah, that's, now, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. That cool. is... To me, that is so mood heavy. Yeah. That's a picture that's really dense with mood, and that is otherworldly. Okay, and that, so that and, and you know, yeah. I love film. That that is almost like well, that could be a a, a, a proper you know cinema a cinematic film still from a film. I love yeah. that shot. Thank you. And then the the second one, the, the next one as well. The images that you've done in in, in the in the water tanks. In the water tank, yeah. yeah, that yeah. again, they well, just. They, ha about, they have think, magic in them. They're, I think they're really dense with thank you with thank you. with, well, that, with mood. Yeah. The Camille shot, the one that if anyone in goes to lane. my website, it's the second one in on my recent yeah. work. It's the girl. She's that. leaning backwards. So yeah. we planned that. Talking about models, we planned that shoot for a week, and I yeah. knew the shot I wanted, and I knew what I wanted. And was it this shot? Was yeah, that the shot that, that you wanted? That was the shot I wanted, right. yeah. Okay. So, and I planned it for a week, and I have a friend with me who is an amazing photographer. Mm. And um, so we've got 200 foot of cable running down the side of the lane, and uh, behind wow. her is a 600 watt spotlight. Um, and then just to the right, I've got a smoke machine just blowing wow. it, smoke wondered. across the lane. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, 
where all this goes to is because uh, the, the whole thing of me getting to large format is when I was inspired by Dave Burnett when I saw his 2012 Olympic shots. Um, so he was working with a speed graphic and mm -hmm. all wonderful. But everyone said, how, did you, how can you focus on that shot when she's falling, you know, on large format? Mm -hmm. Of course, what happened is I bought uh, a, 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 an SLR large format. So I'm actually looking through a, a, an eye turret. So I can, the film's already, the dark slides out. And all I've got to do is hit the button when I want. So I don't have to tell the model to stay where you are. Because the amount of shots I've done with like a speed graphic, mm. I talk to a model and say, OK, um, I'm going to do the shot in a second. Right, stay where you are. And I take the dark side out and they've turned around. And it's like, no, sorry, we're out of focus now. What do you mean? You know, it's like, <laughs> just, so, and especially because that shot well, is taken. It's a different experience as well isn't it oh, obviously working film. with you shooting large yeah. format and with film and wet plate and things and and I guess that's a that's also a big part of this relationship that you build up with the Absolutely. model is that they can start to understand what are the challenges of that particular medium and that it is a different way of modeling yeah. Yeah. and then you know and then she so Camille she was there the smoke was right and we'd planned this for, and just as we started to shoot it started to rain it's like ah. Oh. <laughs> I got so I only got two shots that's all I got two sheets of film and as she bent backwards I focused on her eyes bang I got the shot and as I mentioned earlier if you look to the right of her face you'll see yeah. there's four little drops of rain just coming across and I'm shooting at f 2.8 yeah. so my depth of field is like I don't know 10 mil at that distance <laughs> and and I've got because I've I've got a guy in America called Jeff Perry at 20th century cameras and he converts all my cameras for me. So what he's done there, he's taken a 1950s Super D uh, SLR and we fitted a big bull projector lens, a big red projector lens mm. inside it. And he's built into it. So I've got um, rise and fall and I've got tilt and shift as well now. So mm. I've got tilt going on on this. I've got rise and fall. I've got 2.8. I'm able to work my exposure out with an iPhone. That's how I do my my exposures. Yeah, iPhone meter in or just like, yeah, yeah phone like meters. <laughs> yeah, that's how I do it. So I've got, so I, as you can see, I've got the focus drifting out right the way down the shot, mm -hmm. and of course that's the beauty of it, isn't it? When you when you develop it and you, and it comes out and you get that yes moment, I've got it, you know. Yeah. And it's it's so valuable, and I love it. I love it. I love it when when that happens, you know. Um, yeah, and then the shot next to that is is the girl in the water tank, and that's I another. Love that. shoot. I there's a whole series of shoots I did in underwater, and that's up in Peterborough, and there's a tank there, and. Uh, so what I'm was just... the what was the kind of like inspiration behind the water tank mm. and doing this series in general, Dave? Because I know that these ideas. I mean, I guess some sometimes they just pop into your head, but yeah. the, there must have been some way that kind of got you to this. You were like, I don't know, did you see uh, some other underwater imagery, and you were like, this would be amazing. I need to do this in large format, or was yeah. it to do with the water itself? Or it yeah, the, there was a, there's a song. I think it was by this mortal coil, or no, the, um, mm. something twins back in the eighties. And uh, there was apex a line twin. in it. Uh, no, it wasn't the apex twins, but there's a line in it. It's like, um, um, swim to me and let me unfold you. And mm -hmm. it's all, of, and it's this very beautiful ballad. And it was, and its line has always stuck to me. It's swim to me and let me unfold you. And, and, and I wanted this beautiful, soft, romantic flowing. That the whole thing had to be flowing robes. Mm -hmm. And the thing about the underwater shoot is I wanted to try and tell a story where you couldn't quite tell if, if they were sinking or swimming, are they are they drowning or are they coming mm -hmm. up for air? And because 
the way that the material moves in water there's nothing else mm. like it you know it's fabric's like, beautiful isn't it like oh, actually definitely. and 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 i guess a big part probably of of creating a, a shoot like this is to yeah. do with the costume is to work out like which fabrics are going to stick to somebody yeah. and which fabrics are going to actually float you know all those yeah. practical elements as well are a big part of it as well i guess and there's um, a few that i've i haven't put on there actually not on that site mm-hmm. on my instagram but i've got this um crown this metal crown and I use it in lots of my pictures. It tells mm. a story. And she's holding this crown out towards you. And again, it's this like this like siren of the, you know, what's what's going on. And I've mm. used it in a lot of my pinhole photography. I put it on a beach and then I let the tide come in around it. And then I do these pinhole shots with the crown just sat in the beach. And it's almost like it's a fallen majesty. Something's happened here, you know. Mm. Um, so that's it's the romance I'm trying to tell. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's romance and a lot of symbolism and, and things, I guess, yeah, in, yeah. in what your what your work is. And yeah. in terms of a project like this, I'm just um, interested to know kind of how, how it kind of like comes about. Obviously, you've talked about the inspiration for it was from this line in this song, you know, that you probably heard yeah. quite a while ago. And yeah. I love how, you know, I'm sure a lot of us will identify, actually, there's something that just sort of like sits there at the back of your mind mm. and you might never get around to working on it. But if if you get to that opportunity and you're like, yeah, actually, now's the right time. Everything's kind of come together. I'm going yeah. to work around that. Um, are these kind of like personal projects or are these ones that you've been um, hired to deliver commercially no, that somebody's no. gone, oh, yeah, and you've got, I've got the perfect idea i could use this for you know yeah no i've 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 done i've done my business i sold my business and uh and i do i do exactly what i want now so was, these, was that your um, marketing and design yeah, a- agency yeah, I sold that i got out of that uh yeah. i i i don't i make some money but i don't make any any real money out of doing photography i just follow my i'm just living the dream really yeah so you uh, get I'm to just, do this as your personal project as this like is, this is purely when i'm no longer here there's going to be boxes of negatives yeah. and i told the kids don't take the cameras <laughs> to the junk shop you know um <gasps> and my daughter's hopefully going to follow on she's like 11 and she's really into it now so yeah. um and, and that kind of leads me on to where I, I teach photography now and mm, I teach wet plate mm, because yeah. I get a buzz out of it. You know, I just mm. I love introducing and hearing someone look through that or watching them look through and go, oh, my word. Yeah. Amazing. So, but yeah, that's, so it's kind of I'm tra- trying to tell stories all the time. You know, yeah. and there's, there's the one of the girl holding the, the glass ball with all the light coming through the door. I have to say, I've just had that literally just sort of sitting in front of me whilst we've yeah. been talking for maybe 25 minutes or something yeah. now. And I'm like, yep definitely I just it's just it needs to kind of like be on my screen right now is how I feel well actually I I need to see it as a print you know yeah, it's yeah. really well, what I have, like <laughs> the nice thing is um, I've, and because I've I'm these are five before and I've and I've got this beautiful old um Devere enlarger that a friend of mine sold 1950s one and mm-hmm. so come the winter month that's where I'll be but I've started doing mm-hmm. a lot of prints in there and that one's come out and that's just gone off to America actually to be with a, a guy in his studio in yeah. America um and it, they look this so much shot, nicer in print yeah. isn't it on film this one's obviously on a four four by five sheet film yeah. um what kind of film are you shooting on because this looks like it's been toned has it been toned or is this no no just that's just the, the way the scan okay yeah um, um so, so I, black- only, I only shoot two films i either, either it's foma pan 400 or foma pan mm-hmm. 100 oh, that's okay. it uh, okay. um i don't do ilford i don't do anything else I've, like i said before the control is many unforeseen variables um, yeah. I shoot so much film. I'm probably developing, I don't know, eight sheets a day or more. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, it's it just gets super expensive. I start using Ilford, and and I get good because I know this film, and I kind of got to understand the reciprocity of it and things like yeah. that. 
um, yeah. it works for me, you know, and yeah. it's, it's, and it's, work, it's, it's done its job for me. And I've, Carla, I've just started to move from Ektar onto Portra. Uh, mm. And I've just started to move into 10 by 8 now as well. So I'm using. Was there 10. a reason for the change, Ektar to. Um, uh, no, my friend of mine, who's a, just the most wonderful photographer, mm. he just said, "You're, we planned this big shoot. We've been talking to this model for weeks and weeks, and we're going to do this very um, sort of Bloomsbury set um, couch sort of shoot." And uh, and he was just saying that you, we're going to get better flesh tones with the portrait. Yeah, okay. Um, and the actor. So yeah, than yeah, the actor. So. I mean, to be honest, both both look great, anyways. But um, but it's fun developing your own colour as well. It's just it's just so much nicer, you know, to see the instant results straight away. So so yeah, so that's it. And then I've moved to ten to eight, ten by eight now as well, um, which I do a lot. So um, and I've got this most beautiful camera in my dark room in my studio. It's just it's about five foot high, I suppose. This massive mahogany camera. Wow. Um, the shots it takes are just beyond compare you know i mean um, these are pieces of furniture well not, yeah. not furniture but in in the grand sense is sort of what i mean like they are literally a piece of you know the, the house sort of thing aren't they you know when they're that sort of size and um, and yeah. is this a new a new purchase no um, i got this a few find? years ago i then restored okay. it. it took me a few months ah. to restore it uh yeah. it's got a new ground glass screen in it i had to make the ground glass screen find mm. a lens to go in it um and the moment i put the lens in and put the ground glass screen on it's like oh wow and it's just like watching an 18-inch square high-definition television. I mean, <laughs> anyone that looks in it, and then you've got this beautiful, and you've got full coverage as well. Um, Is this 18 by 24? Uh, it's 18 by 18 back. Oh. It's just this massive oh. square back. And, I've wow. got all, and with it came all of the backs as well. So I've got all of that. But I'm having a camera made at the moment in Italy as well. By oh, Yeah. Um, so he's, that's my last camera. So who, I'm going, who's I'm that been made by? Sorry, is this somebody who who specifically makes? I presume wet plate yeah, cameras. He make, no, he makes large format cameras. Large format. Boom, mm -hmm. um, Max. I'll send you a link to his work. It's just absolutely beautiful. His work. So, and it's just the way that because I end up with these huge lenses hanging off the front. These massive mm -hmm. eighteen ninety Petzl lenses that weigh a ton, and I have to have braces at the front to hold them up. And uh, just the way he builds his cameras, it just supports everything. So, That's but. Pretty. Another image I, I really like on my website is if you look down, there's a shot um, of a bride coming out of a taxi. Um, and that was a really interesting. I did a wedding shoot and um, and I did it all on large format. And that was it. I didn't have anything. Other, I had large format and a Rolleiflex and that was it. And I was shooting at. Yeah, I saw this. Yeah. Uh, I saw this on your Instagram, actually, I yeah. think, Dave. Yeah. So the taxi pulled up and I had 12 sheets of film for the whole wedding. Mm -hmm. And the taxi pulled out. I heard it coming. Da, 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 da. And I'm, I'm wedged against a wall. I'm shooting at 2.8. I've metered already, so I kind of know. And then the, the door opened. She stepped out. The bridesmaid went to touch her dress. And I got the shot. And she was in focus. And it was like, yeah. that is worth so much more to me than a thousand digital images that I never look at again, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So it's, it's, it's just this amazing journey, isn't it? And then, so what, which camera did you use for that one, Dave? Sorry, I was just interested as to what, that you, what you were... Used, that's a, that's a, a camera called the Aero Liberator. Ooh. It's made by a man called John Minnick. And it's, mm -hmm. it's a, actually a 3 by 4 um, Graflex Super D. So it's a reflex camera. You look through the top and you take... But what he does is he takes them apart and he cuts the mirror down inside it so that you can get a World War II aerial bomber lens in the front of it. <laughs> and so you've got an aero lens in this tiny, so it's all handheld. There's no tripod. Mm 
Right. So you shoot handheld for all these shots. So, um, so yes. So, um, yeah, so that's what I got. And then I've kind of moved on now with Jeff at 20th Century. His stuff he's producing for me now that now allows me to shoot the large format that I really want to shoot because mm. it means I'm mobile, you know, um, like the angel um, set up the mm. step ladder like that, you know. And um, so I've got the right lens, you know, the combination and things like that. So, yeah. So I, I think the thing is I'm always looking for a photograph. You, you <laughs> never see as a photographer. Everywhere you go, sure. you look. Your yeah. eyes are always, you know. Can't looking. switch that off, right? <laughs> the way the light reflects on a puddle, you know, um, the way the, the light shines off the John Lewis window in Cambridge, you know, and you get this, because it's black, you get this lovely, lovely double image, mm. you know. Um, and yeah. what I find really fascinating about both your work, Dave, and Claire, your work too, is that you've got, um, obviously you've got such a distinctive style, um, but it's also about how you use a, a single environment in so many different ways. Like mm -hmm. for, oh, yeah. for, for you, um, Dave, yours is obviously... Um, the the lane this beautiful mystical mm. lane that you have down the bottom <laughs> and for you Claire obviously it's it's the gorgeous sort of like sand dunes and the That's beaches right. and yeah. and and I just find that is just fascinating how you take one like one specific environment yeah. and space and you can yeah. reimagine it in so many different ways is that a conscious decision is it does it take work to get there or are you just kind of like yeah all these ideas are just there ready to go for me, I mean, the lane is something I discovered. It's literally outside my studio, um, and mm. and I, I walk up it every day. And, and for me, it's I watch as as the season goes by. You know, the leaves fall, and then it, it takes on a more sinister look in the winter because mm. it's all like jaggedy mm. sort of thing, you know. And then yeah. I got this model, and then she had this long flowing dress, and the, there was a gale blowing. It was blowing away from her, <laughs> and she leaned back into the dress and threw her head back, you know, and. Um, that's when I say you've got a beautiful modeler that knows what they're really doing and on top mm. of their game. And all I've got to do is find the location, you know, and, and put her in it. And just I know what's going to come out. So, mm. yeah, I love that lane. And, and strangely enough, in fact, if you look down my website, I think it's about one, two, three, it's about the fifth one down. She's she's got her hands out in front of her. If you're on my website, it's next to the girl who's floating in the water. Um, she's got her hands out in front of her and the dress blowing behind her. And it's in October, so all the leaves have gone, and mm. it becomes a bit more of a an evil fairy tale shot than a <laughs> nice. But I've just I've just found a, a model up in Norfolk, and my next series I want to do is I want to do with Edwardian and Victorian dresses. Mm -hmm. So I've just found this model, and she's got these beautiful Victorian dresses, and I'm looking to go to sand dunes. That's what I want. I'm looking ah. for that, you know, the officers whatever it is, you know, looking out to sea with that long... You need to come to Anglesey. <laughs> I do, I do need to you, come to Anglesey. You really do. Bring your, bring your cameras. Okay. Um, I'm so, going to definitely come and do a workshop, I think, one of your wet plates, because um, sure. I, I love what... Because my first, I suppose, encounter with it was when I saw the work of, you know, Sally Mann. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, yeah. And, and I fell in love with her work. Um yeah. And I suppose for some of the reasons that you're saying about when you're talking about how you want to get that romance, which really comes through. I, I've, I mean, I'm still looking at your your water tank pictures, which I know are your large format pictures. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're so beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that. Anyway, the feel of Sally Mann's work yeah. just just captivated me. But to me, it felt like um, I didn't know how I could go about to learn it, and it just felt yeah. really really not accessible. So. I'll have to come on one of your workshops yes, now. You'll be more and, than and you've got your mannequins as well because um... I have, I have got my mannequins. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing the workshop, and now it's 
lifting. It's all lifting now. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And Claire, you've got the sand dunes. And I've got so, the sand you know. dunes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I have got a portable dart room, you see. I've got, an, I've got a um, Canadian ice fishing tent, which is converted into a mobile wet plate collodion dart room. Wow. And the whole idea is to do exactly that, to go somewhere yeah. really weird and wonderful and, and shoot amazing shots, you know, but yeah. not in a studio. Because I, I do get tired of wet plate. A lot of people with wet plate just kind of do portraits all the time, mm. which are beautiful. They're lovely. But it's kind of you want to be a bit more edgy, you know. And mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, I like think... being out on location and, and trying. Yeah. Like find, finding somewhere that's just that bit different or, yeah. you know, it, it, it presents another challenge, doesn't it? I, I don't know. Like <laughs> for me, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, that that's what I'd. I'd like to to aim for really something that that presents that challenge once once you've got to a point like yourself Dave where you've got um where you know like you say you're walking into a space like your studio and you'll know exactly what it's going to look like so having that extra element of unknown is probably quite a nice way of keeping that um energy alive and I I mean I and I still get nervous before I shoot as well Mm. You know, I mean, I'm talking to the model at the moment and the, and, the, and somebody's coming to help on Sunday. And it, there's, it, it, I think if it ever gets to a point where it's just easy, it's like there's no point in doing it. You've mm. got to kind of, um, um, until I've got the first three images shot, and I think, okay, I've got something done, I've got something done, you know. It's, and breather. Got, Ooh, and breathe. Yeah, okay, okay, I've got a few <laughs> yeah. shots done, you know. Relax and, into uh, it a bit then after Yeah, that. yeah. And, it's, and I think the other thing is, is like, I don't know, go, going to Anglesey, seeing something beautiful and think, okay, how on earth can I do the shot I want here and then work backwards you know it's like okay well I need to bring that that okay if we did that we could do that you know and then suddenly it's um it comes together then doesn't it so uh, yeah yeah absolutely because it's just like ready-made sets around here and then if you're really adventurous you could get on the ferry go over to Ireland and Ah. then um (laughs) you've got all the beautiful landscapes there as well well I've got Um, my camper van (laughs) so maybe I'll be heading that way yeah I was I'd be really interested from both of your perspectives uh, perspectives just to find out a little bit more about um again how you how you get that idea and that initial sort of like inspiration uh, into into the image like how do you get that final image to look how you uh, have envisaged it in terms of direction of models and things like that I think that's something because I shoot weddings and things and uh, and what have you it's it much more um about what's happening around and I'm capturing it as opposed to me directing somebody you know so this yeah. is quite a, a different very very different way of working yeah. obviously I direct very very light to I'm very light touch with kind of like couples portrait session and things like that yeah, yeah. It, for the vast majority of the time I I let these things sort of happen around me and I'm there to kind of capture it and observe and not be you know yes. in the way I'm not a stand here look like yes. this do that so but it's something that I would love to explore more of. Yeah. And so I wondered if there's um, anything, you know, any advice or any kind of like tips, either of you could kind of give me uh, and perhaps our listeners as well, who might be looking at exploring maybe more of that posed, I suppose, or like Mm. set set up kind of like scenes, if you like. Mm. I'll let you go first. Um, Well, because I use myself, I, I am, I imagine myself into my characters. So I suppose, um, and, and it's building on what um, Dave, you were saying about how hard your models work mm. and um, they're acting, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Then they're, 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 they're natural actors. Now I'm not saying I'm a natural actress or anything, but I'm, I'm imagining myself 
uh, into a character and into a role and maybe because I'm just with myself um I don't have that um I'm not self-conscious maybe as maybe it would be completely different if um I was in front of someone else's camera but because it's just myself um I don't have that and I just um whatever idea I've come with I just imagine myself into it into Mm. an emotion into something um and I don't know if you're if you're when you're meeting with your models and you're spending a lot of time with them before like you say you 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 plan your shoots Mm -hmm. as well very well and very thoroughly whether you're like you said you're giving them a mood or maybe you're giving them ideas of characters or something or emotions you want from them so they've got time to like you say prepare themselves and put them put themselves Mm -hmm. stop being um what was the name of the one on the the lane that i I is it gabby no No. Uh, uh camille Camille, yeah. yeah, yeah. So she stops being Camille and she becomes. Yeah. She thinks about you know, yeah. um, something. I don't. I don't mm-hmm. know. That's how I did. But yeah. Do you work quite a lot with mirrors and things, Claire? Like I'm just thinking in terms of actual, you know, the physical, the physicality of it, like um, how you want that hand to be, you know, draped or twisted or you know that kind of thing. Is that something that you you've done? I have I have worked with mirrors and I like I like mirrors. Um, mm. But um, I don't know. Mine. I just. I don't know if it's just practice. I, I've noticed mm. that sometimes I have to think of different poses because sometimes I do a bit default into some. Um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> old, you like three old basic familiar, poses. Yeah, yeah. Old familiar. <laughs> old familiar ones. Yeah. Um, but I'll spend. Um, might not. It might not come across. But I'll spend a lot of time um, thinking before mm. thinking until something comes that I, I feel like oh that's really inspired me like what you were saying Dave about the line from the song usually mm-hmm. for me it's, it can be film or music and then yeah. from that when I've got my ideas something starts coming through I'll yeah. spend a lot of time then thinking about where what's what part of Anglesey I might go to yeah. and and then what props I need what clothes I need yeah. and what it is I'm going to be if it's going to be is it going to be something a bit dark and it's a bit horrorish feel yeah. and I'm a bit yeah. scared and frightened yeah. in the forest because there's something sinister happening yeah. or is it something a bit light and jovial and then I'll try and imagine myself into that mood um yeah. absolutely yeah and I think that's that's where I go I think I think that that's the benefit of having Instagram pages and websites is that people can look at your work and think oh okay I'm comfortable with where he is do you know what I mean yeah so, and then they're okay right it's not just trying to I mean, he's not just trying to photograph someone naked, sort of thing. There's a reason for it, <laughs> sure. you know what I mean? And you build up to it, sort of thing. Yeah. And and I think, yeah, you talk, you do storyboards, you get comfortable, yeah. you have cups of tea and Twixes before, you know, we sit in the kitchen and chat, you know, um, and and show the work, and then yeah, and then and then make people feel comfortable. And at the, at the end of the day, it's about having fun as well. It's mm. about actually enjoying it. I mean. Always in the studio, I've, I've, I can't shoot without music on. You know, I've got to have music mm. on, and that that inspires the model as well as it sets the scene you know. that as well, doesn't yeah. it? So much like the energy around around that um, set or around that um, moment in time yeah. as well. You know, and I think I I kind of probably because I don't always shoot the same as every a lot of other yeah. people. That they kind of I don't know. I think sometimes people just go with the flow. All right, if he says do, all right, I'll have a go. At yeah, that. do you know what I mean? And then. Um, and then, yeah, that's it, really, isn't it? And then away you go. And then, and with respect, you know, I don't show anything without a model, you know, her approval first. She's got mm-hmm. to see the full set, 
she has access to everything. I give her everything I photograph as well to use as mm. she wants. Mm. Um, yeah, that, that's it. You know, and, and it's strange that sometimes I, I have shot digital on shoots and I maybe come out with I don't know, 80 shots. And the times that I never even look at the memory card you know, yeah. because I can't be bothered. I've got it all on analog. You know, that's, mm. you know, I mean, as far as I go <laughs> now is, is maybe uh, Instax. You know, I, I do some Instax as well. And that's that's quite fun, you know, to have an you instant shot. actually showing us just before we started um, yeah. the show, actually, weren't you, Dave? Yeah. You've, you've got obviously yeah. some... Um, cameras that you've had adapted or that you've been adapting as well and you're shooting yeah. with instax mini and wide and, and yeah. things as well um, um do you want to tell us a little bit about those kinds of cameras yeah, that you've got? i've got i've got a fabulous um mamiya rb67 pro mm -hmm. you know the beautiful yeah. camera you know the lenses yeah. on those well there's a guy in mexico and he's making an instax back that clips straight onto it oh. um uh i'll send you a link Coyote camera so literally i put an instax pack of mini film in the back I'm using that camera with that, that quality lenses, and then these instant pictures just pop out. Um, that's that's quite sensational because of obviously FP six hundred FP um, the Fuji film, you know, was just wonderful. Uh, FP one hundred C, and then they bloody well stopped making it, didn't yeah. they? So, yeah. And Instax yeah. is nowhere near as good. But yeah, I just did a whole series that I was encouraged everyone mm. on Instagram to do a um, get your old camera. Let's have a weekend of everyone photographing with whatever you've got and yeah. Hillary you know what wonderful Hillary when she came up she bought her dad's cameras oh and yeah, oh, yeah. the joy of, of taking her cameras with her we spent a day yeah. in the studio and we you know and I was holding the lens up and measuring it against the wall I said I mean that's about an f3.5 you know and then we worked we metered it and we took and then the image comes out in front of you it's like oh and I think the way I see it like I said to Hillary because I love to, I mean I want, I want to do a shoot with her soon we've got this project we want to do together but it's the fact that I always see it that with these old cameras, it's, it's letting them see again. They haven't seen for yes. hundred years. Yeah. Suddenly they, their eyes yeah. come back again. They can see again. You know. Um, so I, I was always sort of trying to when I'm trying to explain it to somebody for the first time when they're like, oh, you know, that whole can you still yeah. get film, etc. And I'm like, well, just because we stopped using them doesn't mean that they necessarily stopped working. I mean, obviously they might physically have stopped and seized up a little yeah. bit because they're a bit older but yeah. but just because we as humans have have sort of gone to digital doesn't mean that they have lost their worth or but that's, but that's you know. so it Rachel I remember I've got pictures of my grandparents and I remember as a child I used to look at these pictures and think they're so good they're so sharp mm -hmm. they're so mm -hmm. beautiful yeah. and then I used to look at the 80s sort of I don't know whatever they were doing and I used to think why are photographs these days so rubbish? It took us 20 years to get back to, to yeah, the level that it was. Anyway, anyway yeah, yeah, so I, I stick anything into anything. Yeah, I've been shooting Instax on my Rolleiflex. I've done uh, wet plate collodion on my Rolleiflex. Um, so, yeah, if I can get something in it, I will get, try and have a go at it and see what it sees. So, uh, but yeah. And do you, t do you tend to get other people to mod your cameras and adapt them and things? Or is this something that you also enjoy doing yourself as I an engineering? Yeah, I, I've got a workshop and uh, <laughs> one of my some of my more interesting pictures, the girl um, in uh, uh, leaning forward in the woods with her hands out. That's yeah. that's a Super D that I bought and I bought a lens on eBay and. I literally took a hacksaw and cut the back off of it with a You're sword. so brave. Yeah. <gasps> I couldn't imagine doing that, like, to uh, just... I, I hacksawed oh, four inches off the back of the lens. <laughs> and then I made up a lens board and then screwed it all in. And that that was taken on that camera with that shot, oh. with that lens. And suddenly I've got a unique camera with my look. Yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? It's only mm. my camera's got that look. So um, that's true. That's or, or you've got a piece of metal <laughs> that's I've, left. I've got, yeah. <laughs> if you do it wrong, I don't mean you, but I mean I was like, yeah. God, if I tried to do that, I'd be like, mm, I'm just going to borrow a hacksaw and then it would well, you know, you go, break up. If you go to my website, if you go to my website, if you scan down a few pages, you'll see mm-hmm. that there's a picture of a lady looking into a pram with a with a scythe in her hand, which was a fantastic shoot. Um, but there's a camera there on resting there, and that's the Super D with the big red lens in it, and mm. that's the lens that I cut the back off of. Um, oh, really? With the saw, yeah. So um, and so and that's what took that picture. So um, so I think what it is is you don't have to do expensive, you know. Um, mm. One of my best cameras, and I know it's one of your little projects recently, I'm doing this series at the moment on uh, on pinhole with this oak tin, and it took oh, yeah. my best ever pictures I've ever taken. Is this and on the roof? No, no, this okay. one, I don't even know it's on. It's, was that it, pinhole? Uh, which one was that? Um, there, there was one that you took on the roof of Cambridge College. Oh, yeah, that's pinhole. Yeah, that was that's with the soup tin. Yeah, I love that one. That's just lovely. It's got, it's, it's the curves. It's the, like, flow. It almost looks... Yeah. It, yeah you can tell it's roof but you also it if you look at it more of a sort of like surreal abstract I suppose it's yes. like ooh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, and that's the other nice thing because when you put it into a tin it's obviously mm. got a natural curve curve mm. so yeah. It changes. yeah I mean on my Instagram page you'll see there's one there's a, a pram in the lane with a massive spotlights behind it at night time that was a job and a half but next to it there's a shot taken in Derbyshire and the sun was right and that's taken on a tin can so it's a free camera with a mm. 60 pence sheet of film in it and it's got a dream about it that mm. I couldn't mm. get any other way, you know, and it's a free camera. Yeah. So you don't have to spend money on cameras, you know. Um, yeah. If you're going to go to large format, seriously do pinhole because you learn so much about reciprocity, exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing about Jeff is I make cameras as well. Um, I make pinhole cameras. Jeff, again, in 20th century, he, he makes a camera, a graph lock back. So mm-hmm. I just buy the back from him. And I can slide a graph lock back into it. And, of course, that's got a screen on it. Um, but what that means is I make pinhole cameras and then I can go out with six holders and have 12 sheets of film. So I don't have to mm. try and change it in a dark bag. You know what I mean? I well, just... yeah, I, I was trying to change sheet film in a dark bag that. on top of a roof, um, oh. on top of like a skyscraper in November. And I was like, oh. this is this is cold. <laughs> I did get the shots I was after, thankfully. Yes. Um, but yeah, if there was a, a, an easier way of doing it like that, then that does make sense. <laughs> Again, there's a shot. I, I often go back to the same places and shoot the same thing. There's a shot on my Instagram, which is um, the Natural History Museum. Yes, Hilary mentioned that actually. She said, uh, I think there was a question about that um, uh, where she was talking about the Natural History Museum. Was this when you went um, as part of the the award that you got or the... um, No, no, this was just... just, um, On a day out. On a day out, yeah. Right, And and so I'd made this camera and I took Mm -hmm. it there and I was just trying to share it with you, but I'm not sure if I can do it right. Anyway, so I'm stood there on the second tier looking at the, the, the big whale sort of thing. Skeleton. Yeah. Yes. And it's, and I've got that amazing building all around because I've got, uh, I have a membership there so I can go and have dinner there and things like that. And it's, it doesn't cost a lot of money either guys. It's like the best value you can have for something like that. Anyway. So the camera stood there and that was a, a, I think that was a seven minute exposure. Um, but so it was probably packed, wasn't it? There were probably rammed, loads of people. Rammed. There were thousands of people. And now all you see is the picture and nobody yeah. there, except yeah. you can see there are two people down below on chairs that obviously sat there for 15 minutes. And you can oh, make yes. up a human form there. 
Um, oh, and I've just seen in the text, actually, you were saying that it's busy, bustling space. Yeah. And it's just empty. Isn't it fab- fascinating? <laughs> that's the camera. That's the little camera I made on the second picture. So I Lovely. made that camera and I slid. So now I can go out for a day in London. And that, you know, the best thing for me is if I could have, I go to London, go to the Victorian Albert Museum, go to the new photographic wing, which is just yeah. before, um, see Fox Talbot stuff, see uh, Margaret Cameron's original pictures, you know, um, mm. and go to London with um, probably three holders. So six sheets of film for the whole day. And it's such a good discipline to only have six sheets for the whole day. Mm. So it starts at King's Cross. You know, I take a picture here, museum, you know, and then it's great. You know, you're not constantly changing film all the time because you've only got, you know, three dark slides with you. Um, mm-hmm. so I love it. I love it. So that's for me, that's my day out in London. So I'm a bit restricted at the moment, but there you go. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I mean, in terms of your practice, Dave, because, um, uh, oh gosh, I've, I've just realised the time. <laughs> it's been such a lovely conversation. Um, but I was just wondering, um, in terms of your practice and thinking about lockdown and how, how that is, has, that ch- has that changed what you uh, have been able to capture? And yeah. it, has that been in a good way or a or a bad way, or you know, how have you adapted, and and what what's next really for for Dave Shrimpton? Well, for me, it's been I've I personally because I'm lucky. I've got a studio and I've got a nice garden. It's been an amazing experience mm. just to watch people walking, talking, you know, families together, communities, blah 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 blah, all that sort of thing. Despite yeah. the, obviously the horrible side of it, yeah. Um, planning the next shoots, really thinking in my head, you know, this Victorian shoot I want to do, the wet plate shoot, um, preparing the workshops, you know. Um, mm. I've just been working on my dark room. Uh, dark room's all finished again. Um, the, the, I've got new um, stained glass windows I've just put into the studio as well. Um, getting the cameras all ready, you know, and just um, doing some housework really as much as anything. And and looking and just looking, walking around thinking, yeah, making mental notes. And I sometimes write things in books. You know, I'll hear a, lo- a, a, a song lyric. I'll write it down and think, I think there was a line I heard the other day. It was a Cure song. Every night I have my crow black dreams. And um, I thought, okay, there's a there's a story there. There's a picture. Yeah. Back, you know, I could be in a wood somewhere, you know, yeah. with a spotlight. Yeah. I've just bought a generator. Yeah, this so is I, like you, Claire. It's with like dream. Own. It's it sounds dream. Yeah. Smoke machines, generators. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it know, sounds like heaven. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you, about you... this smoke machine. Is it on batteries or or is it yeah. plug in? It's a mains powered one, and right. so that's why I've got the generator now. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I, mean, I can take I could take a thousand watt spotlight with the generator. So at like night at night time, get into a woodland somewhere with just a shaft of light running yeah, through, you know, with someone back here and then smoke drifting through. Um, so I've got loads of ideas. Yeah. So. Was it quite hard to get the right amount of smoke just how you like it or, or is it quite easy <laughs> really to hard. control? No, hey? it's really hard to get it right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you look, there's a shot of Camille. She's just turning and her hair is backlit. You can yeah. just see there's a glow around her hair. Um uh, yeah, it's just there's as we you guys know, there's something magical about analog. You can't get any other way. It, yeah. There's a there's a dream. You're you're showing a dream to someone that they have to try and interpret. You know, and they may like it. They may just move on to the next one. It's not their sort of thing. But the reason I do it is a for me and b for if you get it, you kind of mm. get it. You know? And and I'm always happy to share. You know, that's why I do workshops for mm. large form. Yeah. And I sit and I go through every camera, what everyone does. Don't make the mistakes I made, you know, um, <laughs> and realise it's not that hard, you know, and you can create art. It's art that you're creating, yeah. you know, not just pixels. Yeah. Are you planning any more of your water shoots, you know, your, your, the, the tank shoots? Because, I, I mean, I'm constantly looking at 
those images they're so lovely mm. um they I seem very of, you claire actually yeah, I, I was thinking i can see really... why they would appeal you know <laughs> well if we could arrange something you know yeah <laughs> uh, no they're great and you know it's funny what you were saying earlier about um acting and the models and get because that water did you say was freezing uh what the water the indoor one no that was yeah. okay that was oh, right. i was gonna That's say because they look serene in there <laughs> yeah i think once you've been in water for a long time it is bloody cold so we can only do <laughs> 10 minutes at a time and we have to get yeah. out um but that was quite because i'm trying to do there's an ophelia shot the one that's up in the natural uh, in the uh tape up in london and uh yeah. i want to do that shot and I've, that's been in my head for years yeah. I want the right model. I want. I found. I think the right lake with the water, the right depth, you know. And it's the clothes, the flowers that have to be around her. Yeah. So, um, how high can I get up on a tripod? Do I need a step ladder? So, you know, you might, I may not do that shoot this year, um, but I was practicing with it at the weekend with my daughter in a paddling pool. You know, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, just putting some black tarmac down underneath so that it's black, you know, and floating, you know. Um, so yeah, so it's, there's there's a thousand and one images yeah, to take there really, yeah. so, and it's just for the joy of it, if nothing else. So it's like my little one; she sat in the garden the other day in the hammock reading her Harry Potter book, and I saw her sat there, and I just thought, wet plate collodion. So I grabbed the camera, mm. and I got two shots: one on amber type and one on tin type. You know, and that the thing is that it's done. That's them, so good. It? That's like yeah. so quick as well. Yeah. I have to say. I mean, obviously, as you mentioned, so, you know. It is about going, you, you've got to be quick because it, it was a, probably quite a hot day, I imagine. Yeah, um, and it's got to be processed and fixed whilst it's wet. It's got to be shot and, you know, the whole process has to happen whilst it's still wet. Um, the other one, there's so, one that there was, sorry, I was talking over you there, but there's, no, there's further down, there's a, there's a shot you can see and it's the Mad, Mad Hatter's Tea Party. Mm. And that's on glass. And that's a 10 inch by 8 inch sheet of glass. And Erin, my daughter, she was sat there reading Alice in Wonderland to me. We sat under the tree. And she was reading, she said, and Alice was sat under the tree and the cat looked down and the man had, and I said, we should do a shoot. So we got an old table and we got an old door and we dressed it and she found all the props to put in there. <laughs> she started dressing it all up. And then I stuck a wig on her because she doesn't really look like that. And um, <laughs> and we got the two shots. And, and, and for me, when I do a photo shoot, I, I only need one good shot. That's all I need, you know. Mm. If I get one shot, there was um, Gabby I did the other day where she's laying on the bridge and I did it with a, an 1890 lens and a, a top hat for a shutter sort of thing. And um, I got one shot and it's absolutely beautiful. And that's it. That's the day done. Yeah. You know, all I need from that shoot is that one sheet of glass. And you've got it as a negative, obviously, as you mentioned, if yeah. it's on glass. So you can print from that later. Yeah. And and then, uh, you know, as a final kind of like, what, what do you feel is the final piece if you like is it is it the glass or is it or is it the kind of like the the positive print that then do you put into exhibition or send off to competitions or is it just simply for yourself yeah for me I don't do competitions anymore and mm -hmm. I don't exhibit anymore because I found it used to take up too much of my time planning sure. for an exhibition and yeah. I, you know now I've not got enough hours left in my life to do everything I want to do so <laughs> I'd rather take pictures for me it's that sheet of glass that amber okay. type because mm -hmm. it's a dream there's mm -hmm. two worlds. You look through it and it, and it just it opens up to you, you know, more than film does. So, uh, yeah, so it's it's quite magical. I love all of it. Analog is just wonderful, isn't it? So it but really that's, is. Holding, yeah. If you look on my my Instagram, you can see I'm holding a sheet of glass with her laying on the bridge. And it, the moment I looked at that image and I just thought, oh, my word, you know, that's it tells its own story, you know. Yeah. And I think the other thing, ladies, is the fact that 
there's no retouching when you do wet plate you can't do anything with it you know that's it you, <laughs> yeah. shop, you know um <laughs> Yeah. There's no Photoshop on those. That's it. So, but yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it's just it's just a great honour to be able to do all this stuff. So yeah, I love it. I love it. That's so. awesome, Dave. Thank you so much for your time oh, today. Yeah. It's just been such a lovely conversation. And um, obviously, um, I just want to check, Claire. Is there is there anything like burning questions that you'd like to ask Dave before we finish up? No, today? I think I think um, I was just loving just hearing about your work. And and as you've been speaking, I've been just been looking at all your work. Um, you you said you. The wet plate with the modern twist. Is that what you were talking about right at the beginning where you collect your glass from? Or? I think I think with the modern <laughs> twist it came because there's a lot of stuff I've not shown. I've got um ah. when in exhibitions I've got a, a, a huge um I, I commissioned a large perspex box and mm. within it um slides all my images in different on different sheets of coloured perspex. And so it, as you look through, you see different models through the box and you can view it from different angles. Um, and so that's another project that I'm in ah. how far I take that one. Um, and the other thing is, I, I think the fact that the Victorian process is was quite staid and what it was. Mm. And it's now looking at it with modern eyes, you know, um, you know, with modern materials um, mm. and just giving it, you know, this because it's got this wonderful old 1850 feel to it. But suddenly you can put a modern look into it, you know, a modern model or yeah, the way yeah. she looks at you, you know. Yeah. And then, Suddenly it's all the, the small amber type I've done. I've, I've got this amber type glass frame, which is Victorian. I've taken the original picture out and I've just got these two kissing women looking back at you in this Victorian mm. frame. And it's, they're not women, they're mannequins. Um, and it get, it, again, it's a double take. You know, it's, it's yeah. I've got a little gallery in my house and you walk past. It's like, is that an old picture? And it's like, uh, are they real? And it's like, it's just, it's just, there's a conversation starts. And I think that's yeah. what starts. Well, there we get our ch the childlike sense of wonder, right? Definitely. <laughs> that and, we mentioned at the beginning. And how do we all sign up for one of your workshops? <laughs> you just email me. Um, I'm rubbish. I am the world's worst at updating my website. I think there is a link to my workshops on my website, um, which is only really the, um, the, the introduction to the large format. Yeah. Uh, I need to put my wet plate on it. I do advertise them on Instagram, uh, but and but uh, probably the best thing is I don't use Facebook very much, as we were saying. But I yeah. do have a, a workshop group on Facebook, so if people want to join it, uh, just email, message me, and I'll send them an invite to it. And then it's one the, of the good bits of Facebook, isn't it, that you can have the groups on there that people. Yeah, then I basically got groups, yeah. and I and I say things. I talk to people on there with more information. Mm. I've been doing this this weekend. I've just found this. I found that, and, and that's where I advertise my workshops, the dates, and then it's mm. much easier that way. And then people can just sign up, sort of thing. So uh, but it's it's a fun day anyway. It's a fun day. That's what it should be anyway. So fantastic. Yeah. So Dave, just before we go, then tell us where where is your website and where is your Instagram and how um how can people kind of make sure that they keep up to date with following you and your wonderful work. Okay, there's really only two places apart from the the group on Facebook. So look, my website is nice and simple. It's daveshrimpton.co.uk, and you can message me from there. And from my website, you can link through to Facebook and to my Instagram page. And my Instagram is just uh, Dave underscore Shrimpton, and that's the page that gets up updated every single day. So everything I try and hold back, but 
Usually there's a post each day. <laughs> you just gotta gotta get stuff out there. Absolutely. And there was a lovely video actually that um you were you said that was it your son had made and sent yes, to you? My son, yeah. yeah, he's an amazing video uh, video photography. He's now living in Bali, making a living it video videoing out mm. there. And he made that video of me shooting in London with my favourite model, uh, one of my favourite models. And it's just me in London with a large format camera shooting a model and uh, in my element and and my very happy space. Yeah. So So it's a bit of behind the scenes for for you there as well. So if any any of our listeners would obviously, I'm sure they will all be following if they don't already. I know that a lot of people who obviously uh, are interested in analogue photography and our listeners um, probably follow your work already, but might have not have been to your website so um it's also good to to get to see these lovely images that we've been sort of talking about as well on there um, one last, and, there is yeah. actually a link sorry I'm, I'm i haven't got a link the only link i've got on my, my instagram page is to the currentlyawake.com and if you click on that you can see a lot of my wet plate um art that is for sale which i sell through this through this agency with this woman but forget my work don't bother looking at that but look at her paintings <laughs> her paintings are just oh Wow, I well, I did actually work. go to go to the link and have a little look, and I was going to ask you about that. Actually, that's um uh, in Brighton, is it, yeah. isn't it? I think yeah. So it's a local um kind of artist agency, and I, I saw. I presume yours is the uh, the photograph on glass. It's on like two pieces of glass, or is it on perspex in the wooden blocks? Yeah, there's there's glass, there's perspex, there's mm-hmm. all sorts. Yeah, I mean that, that's a big project I'm working on at the moment. Is I. Uh, I break the glass in half, so the picture's in two pieces. I was wondering um, if you'd shot it on two somehow, or if it was a single piece that you'd then cut no, or broken. And then, or then I make all, I make all the little um, oak blocks, hand make yeah, the oak blocks, beautiful. and put them in. And then actually, you can actually see the cube on there as well. Actually, the glass cube on there as well with some of the images in. They were at the exhibition in London, but um, yeah. To be honest, what do we do with all our analog stuff? Most of mine is in boxes. Mm. <laughs> it's like there's so much stuff, but um, yeah. You can't help it, can you? You just have to no. do enough. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, uh, is there anything that I've forgotten, Claire? Do you think? Uh, no. Do you want to remind people about the the challenge? Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> as um, as part of Dave, I don't know if you know this, but uh, we we do something called the Cheap Shots Challenge. We were talking earlier, um, as <laughs> as uh, you know, about it being accessible and that actually it's all about trying to just encourage people to try something yeah. out and that it's it can actually be quite very yeah. simple and often it's overcomplicated. <laughs> so as a as an antidote to that we started up something called the cheap shots challenge it's been running for probably a couple of years now um and various different themes uh, th- uh that we have this current theme is groceries because with it having been locked down and we wanted to make sure that it was accessible anybody could kind of get hold of some groceries in some form or other um we uh, the idea is that you purchase a camera and film for um 20 or 30 pounds uh, a sort of like maximum budget and that that camera stays with you through subsequent rounds as well so that's always been an interesting one trying to figure out how to uh, <laughs> how to kind of like do yeah. that yeah. And how do people um, enter the competition, Rachel, if they so, got something? Yes. So um, what we'd like you to do is to send your two favourite images over to sunny16podcast at gmail.com around right. the theme, obviously, of um, groceries using your yep. Cheap Shots camera. And we will, at some point after the deadline, which is the 11th of July, um, we will be we will do a show where we bring on a judge and uh, they will they will be judged in a, in a lovely way the idea is this is fun right it's not yeah. about you know um it's not a serious competition
competition this is all just about getting out there getting some uh, getting some shots done um and just trying to like have a bit of fun with it also the nice thing is uh if you can uh, maybe record a little bit of audio for Mm. us too that would be super Mm. because then we can add it onto um onto a follow-up show so we've already had a few bits of audio of people's experiences of going out and shooting for this round um and so we'd like to put those all together as a show so yeah if um uh, obviously we we did a kind of like one hour uh attempt didn't we uh claire yeah it's great fun i have actually got a shot i'll send you Ah. Uh, it's it's taking on it's taking on a um a Heinz soup tin, so I That's guess it's fine. cheap that enough. Counts. Yeah. That does count absolutely. <laughs> but it was, yep. it's um, uh, my old company that I still do some work for. We we are a, a main designer for Tesco's, which is a grocery agency, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it's I actually did a shot of the studio where all the people work on the Tesco stuff. So I'm not entering it into the competition, but I'll send it to you because it, be blew, it blew me away. Suddenly ah. there was this office photograph, this high tech office photographed on a Heinz tin of soup there you go <laughs> fantastic absolutely absolutely so yes so that's that's what we're asking for and um as I say the deadline's the 11th of July we'd love to see your work and uh we just like to um to see and hear about people's experiences and how they get on with the challenge so uh yeah and until next time everybody you can find us obviously on the social medias, um, on uh, Twitter and on Instagram are the main places to find us. We're Sunny16 Podcast, or obviously we have the website, sunny16podcast.com. And you can also find us uh, and grab us a coffee if uh, if you like what we do and uh, would like to help donate towards that and the running costs of the show that would be very much um, appreciated however don't feel like you have to we just appreciate you listening and sharing and taking part and so email us in sunny16podcast at gmail.com that'd be awesome i think that's probably about it isn't it claire that is it yeah i think i just have to say we um we will play you out with my band <laughs> which is a really weird thing to say because obviously normally somebody else says this um which is Rocha and um you can find our album uh, promises i should have kept on uh, amazon spotify and various other places so thank you so much dave for joining us today it's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you yeah, i really enjoyed it um and uh, yeah I- i'm sure that everybody will enjoy going and looking at your website looking at your fantastic instagram and booking onto your your workshops i know i will be and i'm pretty and sure Claire is gonna yep. be. <laughs> no, thank you Definitely. guys it's been a real real pleasure talking yeah. to you and it's lovely to yeah it's just been a real pleasure so thank you you're very welcome and uh, we'll speak to you soon Take thanks care. guys bye good night